And we're back. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Dirty Rook and the Bullet. Wait, isn't that their... What's their what's the name of their fucking show? Fuck them. Who yeah. cares? Welcome back to the Dollar Menu Mid-Carters. We're worth your time and my pizza's almost here. I'm Jake, that's Jake, and fuck it, he can be an honorary Matt. Who well, cares? This is a great intro. You get worse <laughs> at these every fucking time. It's almost like I plan to do them as worse as possible each time. I didn't realize we were actually going. <laughs> oh, yeah? Oh, yeah, we just start recording. This okay. is, Matt, Matt, and, and then we have, we, have phone. A, we have a terrible, like, fucking, we don't have to introduce the guest. We just start talking. I introduced the guest. I said, he's Jake and I'm Jake. Yeah. You can, we'll just let him guess. Who yeah, is. Jake Garvin. Good job. Big <laughs> beat. Here. I did it. I didn't even break a chair. <laughs> <laughs> we are here. With the war horse. The war horse. Where is he? Uh, I think that's you. Yeah. I think he's outside cleaning. Oh, shit. Sorry. Short-term attention span. All the concussions and being a horse. Oh, my God. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. (laughs) We'll see you next time. Uh, So we're recording this right after Hogwild. Uh, People are exiting out as we speak. So you'll Um, hear them in the background. I'm sure no teardown's probably going to get done and I'll be mad when we're done with this. I'm like, why is the fucking whole ring still up? Well, it's because the show's tomorrow. Uh, Surprise anarchy show, motherfuckers. Pay for it. Um... (laughs) So we're here with the War Horse. Uh, Pay I, for it. I would probably... Let's just dive right into it. Yeah. So I, I would say that our fans would say, and I would say, I guess, that like you're probably... So like if you look at like people that were here our first run and that are still here, you've probably made the biggest leap from where you were at the beginning to where you are right now. Yeah, most definitely. So like I think our first run... I think the match that stands out the most that you did was the probably the one with Danny Adams, right? We can't talk about him. Wait, wait. No. He was in it, but it was the four on four. So that's what one yeah. stands out. You're thinking not the singles, it was well, the four on four. I you think the four on four, because people were Alex? breaking shit after the match was over. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Austin came out and made that surprise save. Yeah. You can't be a ref if you're in the match, but apparently you can. And then they <laughs> screwed the finish, everybody was mad. Yeah, we uh <laughs> we also Thanks, Dusty. Well, tonight we upped it with the bear, a referee bear. Look, <laughs> people are talking about Gary and Shire, and like, as much as I wish Gary would have died, like, Tom, uh, Christian Rose had to wrestle three bears today. That's true, three live, and one celebrity. And, you know, I think it's funny, we don't get the credit we deserve, I think, as a promotion, because you look at all the stars that have come through the area, from back in GCW when they had Rob Van Dam, to like all the stars Anarchy's brought in. Wait, when did it? Oh, shit. And tonight, yeah, did. Yeah. we probably brought in the biggest fucking celebrity ever to be on a wrestling show in Winnie the Pooh, who's coming off a pretty rough thing. Is the guy? Really? The guy like, I mean, he's well. Check your mailbox because that cease and desist is coming. No, I don't give a shit. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh was here live, yeah. unadvertised. How much money it costs for me to book? I didn't even advertise him. Didn't look, even try to look, make any money. I don't money care out. how much money it costs. You got like blood and bears. What the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> Listen. Frank Disney's coming out of his grave to fucking strangle you <laughs> and the Jews. Oh, he did not Jesus. like the Jews. Jesus Christ. Remember that Family Guy episode where yeah. they have Walt Disney? And it's oh, that was his name. Fucking terrible. Where it's like he comes oh. out of the thing. He's like, are the Jews dead yet? Put me back in. It's like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, his head's frozen under Disney World. Yeah. I, I firmly believe that. One day he'll rise up in a spider body and shit. Okay. Yeah, and he'll fight for your life. He'll go back to drawing pictures. Stab yeah. his racist ass in the heart. No, I try. But we're here to talk about, you know, you're running anarchy, not well, Walt Disney now, being hold a racist. On. Hold on. <laughs> we got we're talking about both. the bears. Yes. I need you to find a bear that does package pile drivers. 
So it can be the Berenstein bear. <laughs> I'll, I'll it's work a koala bear. Yeah. I don't Winnie know. the Pooh just started at Elgin School. Maybe so there's one in San Francisco Zoo. I'll ask. I'll ask. Her you ask. ask. You, you're our, you're our San Francisco inside. connection. That's yeah. Nugs. See if he can uh, get you in. At the, oh, don't worry man. about it. He's the uh, California vet. Do I got to go back and listen to these? Uh, no, no, this is the first no. we've ever okay. talked to. We don't All talk right. about shut the, the, the fuck school up. he trains at. <laughs> oh, it's shut the fuck up. But he me. did call me once. It was the greatest thing ever. He's a, I, I just, can't wait for them to listen to this, and now I've got fucking awesome. I don't listen to this. Actually, two of them do. Well, they're not. you're getting shit on him. Like, oh, who are you talking about? They you're, know the story, apparently. You right. call me, and I just go, hello? He goes, met the California vet. He's beautiful. <laughs> he was. Oh, <laughs> uh, well. Hopefully that didn't cost you a try. You didn't badmouth him or nothing. No, I didn't, but I just don't want it to... I don't want to come across like I did. Jake Parnell is here. <laughs> Hi. Shut the fuck up. I don't even know what we're talking about. Talking about anymore. bears. So, anyway, so the four-on-four four stands out for you. I What stood out for me was always the uh, singles with Danny Adams. No, I like right? the four-on-four. Four. Oh, it's because you were in it. Well, I wasn't. He was in both. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I, I got I got fish hooked with the fucking dirty-ass... Fry thing by Alex to take me out of the match. Yeah, that sounds about right. It was gross, but and I was then, like, all right, that sounds fun. And then he managed Danny, yep. and I did the chair flip on top of you guys, yep. I think. Yeah. Did did the footage ever come out of that match? One of them, I think. One of them? I think the, maybe the four-on-four four did. Yeah, okay. the four-on-four four is somewhere. All these archives are on independent wrestling TV right now, oh. but I haven't went through and looked at like every specific rundown to know if those made it, but... I don't know. If they're, not, really if they're not there, they're smart, Mark. Mm-hmm. Those are the two places. And if they're not there... They were stolen yeah. by one of the video editors. Um, so, yeah, then, then, then we go away for a year. You had a run with us at NWL, which I... We have said this many times on the podcast, that the underground gimmick was, like, both of our... One of our favorite gimmicks. Like, it was, man... <laughs> I loved Jackie Lee Bosch. I, I loved it. I loved your kinetic energy. I loved that everything you did didn't have to make sense like you throw a clothesline and then you just fucking hump air for like 30 seconds as the guy's up selling around you know you fucking get, did i do that go, yes i guess you gotta that's do what you're came, good at yeah and that's where we came uh come out of that buckle hot yeah you can't put jackie in a buckle yeah he'll come out hot every fucking time and take all the time yeah oh fucking go back me. and watch the footage he can't be put in a buckle no it's <laughs> impossible not even the regal twins can do it no i had so much fun with that gimmick and like the ideas that I had and then one day because you weren't in charge necessarily like everybody else seemed to be cutting you off as far as well, our, like, our stuff like, kind of like it, it, it was what happens really is once Danny Adams makes that snide Twitter comment when Major <laughs> shuts down and can't w, talk about like, when, he, when uh, St. Louis gets shut down out of nowhere and he put out that tweet that was like St. Louis wrestling will be just fine well, that fucking that was it for him because oh. that pissed off Chris. See, and I so by proxy, like by that happening, that was the end of you because you were with him. Yeah, and well, that was it. I is it cool to bring up the NWL yeah, stuff? Yeah, so, yeah, we can talk about it. You, so at one point, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll bring it up. But okay. like, this was after the idea got messed up. I was in the ring talking with somebody, and I just started yelling, and I was so fucking mad. And Chris was standing there, like. At sound right next to the fucking major tron or whatever we call it, and I'm Jumbo screaming tron. and I'm like, 
yeah, well, you know, maybe we'd have some fucking good ideas if dipshits weren't fucking up all the time. And Durden's standing there, and he goes, who pissed in your Cheerios? And, like, my immediate response was, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> but my idea was, uh, we, me and Danny had that really good vignette, right? And, yeah. And that's, honestly, out of all the NWL stuff, that's what people talk to me about the most like i had a lot of people bring that up to me as nwl was going on and they're like we loved the vignette like why didn't you guys do anything it's like we kind of did but right so that happens i wanted i'm I'm trying to think the sequence of events here i wanted to have uh vegan fidget wins wins the st louis tag belts then but they beat us for him uh to crown the original champion we jumped them and steal the belts the following week, Major comes out. He has uh, Vega, Fitchett, and a bunch of security with him, right? So mm-hmm. the ring's essentially full. And at the Castle Loma Ballroom, they have the second-story balcony. Uh, Major was going to call out and say, when he, we want our belts back. Bring them back. You guys will get a rematch. There will be no repercussions for this. So we wanted, or I wanted us to appear in the balcony, say, no, you're not getting these back. This is a fallacy. You're not supposed to fight for money. You're supposed to fight because that's what you do. And that was the underground's whole thing. We were against people monetizing and doing human cockfighting. But we never actually portrayed that very well. But we would slip off to the back. Everything would go back to normal. Maybe a match or two would happen. And then Major would come out, do one of his PowerPoints. And then that's when me and Danny would jump him while he's mid-PowerPoint and kidnap him. And then it would cut to footage of us going outside with the tag belts and Major, throwing him in the back of an NWL truck and stealing the truck. Because that would give us, like, two weeks of nonsense as far as, like, vignettes with Major. And we wouldn't have to be there. And it's just something filler content that you can play on the Majortron. And, like, in between the commercials, I don't know. Something could have been done with it. So then we have Major down in a, in a catacomb, right, in a basement, and he's taped to a chair. And Danny's, like, talking to him because Danny's the straight man. He's like, okay, come on. Now you know that this is wrong. And then he's, like, trying to turn Danny, and you're like, oh, is he actually going to sway Danny on this? And then it cuts to me screaming at Major and being like, oh, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> and just screaming the whole time. <laughs> And then, eventually, it would get to a final one, which I just imagined three, because everything's good in threes. Yes. Me, Danny, Major, all in a uh, in, this, in the room. Major's duct taped to the chair. I'm shaking a hammer in his face. You can only see from the waist up. And I'm like, you need to shut the NWL down, otherwise bad things are going to keep happening. And he's like, no, I'll never do that. It's about the pure sport of professional wrestling. And I'm like, all right, goddammit. And I swing the hammer down, implying that I'm breaking his foot with a hammer. Then we leave and shut the light off on him, shut the door, and leave Major in a closet. To die. Yeah. So then it cuts to the besties where they're walking around in the in the Castle Loma. They hear some screaming. They open up the door. Come to find out we had him in the Castle Loma the whole fucking time. So, so you're lazy. Yes, we're lazy, and it was a ruse, a trick, if you will. <laughs> oh. We're shysters. Oh. Now, so, so then they're like, hey, we need to call the fucking cops. And Major's like, no, my pride's too big. We got to do this in the ring. You guys are going to wrestle them for those belts at the next show. We fucking do the match. We lose again, so we never even held the tag belts. Beg and Fitchick go on to their thing. They're going, or we exit the ring first, go through the stage first. Beg and Fitchett are going... Major's on crutches. Uh, all of a sudden, you see Vega and Fitchett fall through the entryway. Me and Danny come back out, attack Major, roll him into the ring, 
Danny has a chair, and I'm like, hit him, Danny, do it. Do it, Danny, hit him, hit him. Trying to convince Danny to, like, unleash that part. And then, all of a sudden, Mike and Isaac come out. So, so, the, the Wellston, Des Wellston? Des Wellston. Des Wellston and Neon Iverson make the save, and then we can feud with them for a bit. And, then, and that, that was my whole plan. I wrote that four months before NWL took off. I had it bullet pointed out. Yeah, you I sent even it to to you. Yeah, sent I sent it, it to you. I talked to your brother about how to like script write and do the bullet point thing. So that yeah. actually helped me out because now I can actually plot shit out and show promoters and have shit make sense. Yes, right. is it pizza time? Yeah. Hell yeah, pizza time. You want me to bring it back there? Yes, please. That's Megan the Hall Lady. She's bringing me a pizza. Hold on. Shush. And we're back and I have pizza and that's fucking great. You didn't miss anything, people. Good for you. So, yeah, you sent me that idea. Mm-hmm. Um... I took it to them, uh, and look, I, if we're being completely honest here, which is what we do on the podcast, yeah, the shit's, shit's all over with now, two things, they would we they would have never did anything with Major doing any physicality in St. Louis, because St. Louis didn't have TV, so he would have never did it, uh, and number two, the part with his ego, his ego would have never allowed, like, where you guys were on the card, if we're being yeah. honest, to do anything to him. I wasn't able to get him to do any physicality until it was with Dak Draper. <laughs> oh. And see, that was the the whole reason I even had the idea was just so that way there was something else going on that was interesting. Right. Like, well, for the part-time guys. Because like, like, a lot of the St. Louis guys always felt slighted because... The were? I, I, I disagree with part <laughs> of that statement. I... I there are parts of it I agree with, and then parts of it that I don't think guys understood that worked in St. Louis that didn't see Kansas City all the time. And it's like, and we're not going to go on an NWL tangent here, but Major did spend more money in St. Louis to try to make it work than he, he, did. Than he did Kansas City. The problem was Kansas City was working. And the St. Louis never drew what the numbers were going to be. Well, because they could right. never get TV. Because Oh, that's part of it. There's a million reasons why yeah. that we've covered in the NWL podcast. So I don't want to talk about all we that. We don't care. But I let you kidnap me, and that was fun. Yeah, that so was almost it, like the like the compromise. The, with yeah, it, the as compromise I was able to was, get it to do, like, well, we can do part of the idea with Buddy Shepard, but then by the time we start rolling with it, the Casa Loma days fall apart I just, anyway. I just enjoyed that when we threw you in the trunk of the car. I remember seeing... <laughs> the people, trunk of my car? Yeah. People were commenting after that, like, saying, why did you throw him in the trunk of his own car? <laughs> yeah, it was his car. Yeah. I mean, you're stealing it. You right. throw him that's, in the trunk. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not not a not thought out process. No, but, they steal the car. There you go. But so I there's still, that loose end. I really like that underground gimmick, and it I is mean, one of the things I felt had some real legs to it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that if if it didn't start at the Casaloma days, like let's say that like when things started going well for NWL, if we would have put this together then, I think it would have been way more successful because mm-hmm. we would have been able to bring it write the TV, because once we put the brands, quote, brands together, we were able just to debut shit right on TV, and, like, guys that were decent in St. Louis with decent gimmicks didn't have to fucking wait anymore. And, uh, but, yeah, those are kind of the NWL days in a quick review. Um... But now, you're like a top guy in St. Louis. I did it. And for you, you thought I hated you, right? Uh, you no. thought I didn't like you. No, I thought no. you didn't like me. I don't know. 
A lot of people think. I, that, I don't I remember. Like Honestly, I don't. He just doesn't want to be mean and say, yeah, he thought you were. Oh, that's fine. No, no, that's no, I'm, be, I'm being for. serious. I'm, I, I don't remember. I remember getting nervous around you anytime I talk because we never really had anything to talk about before. Right. And so because of that, I'm normally like, I try oh, to talk to people. What the hell are we going to talk about? Yeah, what are we going to talk about? Oh, well, I guess. Mm. Oh, maybe that's why I thought you hated me because we have nothing to talk <laughs> yeah, about. We never had a real conversation. Uh, but we did a couple of trips to Kansas City that I thought were fun. Yeah. Nigel came with us that one time. That was weird. <laughs> Who? <laughs> Nigel McGinnis. Yeah, Nigel McGinnis. Yeah, yeah, you don't remember? We did. We did neglect. We didn't. We decided not to put him on TV. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, and then we did that Monday Night Raw where we flired outside the building. And yeah. And Triple H was standing on the train tracks. Remember, thinking about <laughs> fucking ending it all. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna do it this time, Steph. Yeah. It's over. Yeah. To keep fucking up all my NXT guys, I'm walking in front of this train. <laughs> I wish Jeez. I could remember half the shit we said on the on the walk back to the car. From <laughs> Probably stuff not appropriate for the, for the podcast, even. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, now we're uh, you know we're off and running with some cool shit. Uh, we were able to announce that in September it'll be you and Nick Gage. That's a it's a pretty big deal, yeah. I've wanted this match for four years at least. Because in 2015, he was at IWA Mid-South, and I watched him wrestle John Wayne Murdoch for like 50 minutes. Literally 50 minutes, wow. they, they wrestled and had a fucking death match. And it was awesome. You can, I don't know how well it holds up on DVD, but in person, it was like the most insane thing I've ever seen. And then I went back to the back. They had both just gotten back into the locker room, and Nick Gage goes, and he's looking at Murdoch, and he's, he's like, just, you know, stone, you know how Gage talks? Yeah. He was like, you hit me in the face with a shovel, knocked out half my tooth. That's good shit. <laughs> <laughs> right then and there, I was like, I gotta fucking wrestle this dude. So I'm, I'm excited. Most people would be super nervous and super intimidated. I'm more excited than anybody can realize, especially after him and Gary. I mean, I want to tear the fucking building apart. Yeah. That's my M.O. Well, I'd rather you, you guys not... You can't have light tubes. I'll rather, do what I want. I'd rather you not destroy the building, but... You burn it down, you burn they it down. They fucking broke the building and Gary was here tonight bleeding on stuff. You can't... It wasn't, it wasn't him, it was Shire. He was oh, draped yeah. in Shire's blood. Man. But I think that's going to be really fun. Uh, I think, think it's going to be really good, not I'm, so much fun. I'm excited. I think people are going to be running... Well, the plan for me, the plan is to defend the GHC title against him. Right. Oh, after, yeah. I mean, that's a big one. Like, it. if you're able to... As long as no horse shit rules or refs get in the fucking way again. Yeah. I, if That's the big one. If Wyatt comes in Circus Maximus as a champion, I think he's got three defenses. He's got a defense against, well, son of a bitch. He's got a defense against uh, old, that piece of fucking shit Buddy Shepard. Ew, why? On a Sunday <laughs> at Mixtape. Really? Uh, then he's got a defense. Mikey got her. That's at Journey Pro, and then he'll have a defense at PWCS. And if he gets through all those defenses, it'll be you and him at Circus well, Maximus. I'm just laying it out there. Uh, if he loses the belt, I will fuck Buddy Shepard up. I well, I think you should. I hope I you do. I hate Buddy Shepard. Yeah. With a fiery then, passion. You know, he told me to suck his dick <laughs> at, at the last PWCS. <laughs> You know, I'm starting to change my opinion on Buddy Shepard. <laughs> That's Aggressively, kind of too. He wasn't choking with crack my eyes. He meant you. It. Suck my dick. There I was hate behind he, those yeah, words. He meant it. If I was there, I would have slid in the ring and jumped. I know you would have. 
I would have super kicked him. You would have gotten the pedigree off him. I don't want to put no hurt on my knees. I probably would have stunned him. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, <laughs> in our imaginary picking, beating up Buddy Jumper, you were like, oh no, imaginary me. He's yeah, still, still bad. Protect myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what kind of strong style high flyer are you? Well, I used to be a strong style oh, high flyer. Oh, used to. I'm retired now. But boy, uh, back in my days. That was a medium style. I'd bump and low feed flyer. you out there. That's for sure. Bump. I would bump and feed you. And it would be with ruthless aggression. Oh. <laughs> we don't talk about that. Doesn't leave me good shit. All right, well, that's 20 minutes. Fuck you. Gotta take a break. Yeah, all right. There might be a food... I never know if we put food for thoughts or whatever. So there might be something here, and if not, we'll be right back with Jake. This is Jake. Hey, guys. It's uh, food for thought time, and this was recorded well after we talked with Jake. Um, As always, we do everything at the, you know, the second to last or the last minute. Thankfully, today is Monday when we're recording this. And this is just kind of a food for thought. Talk about uh, PWCS and a couple of other things that are kind of relevant in the news. The first thing that I can think of is that uh, Joey Janela and GCW stole Matt Fitchett's idea to have a backyard show. <laughs> uh, they might have, they might not have, but they are having a backyard show. So, I mean, are they? I don't really follow. Like, Are they actually having it in the backyard? I, I, have, I, I don't really know. So let's talk, though. PWCS, you were there. I was not. Um, did Buddy Shepard show up? And did, you beat, did you whoop his ass? He did not show up. Uh, Coward. I think Buddy knows better than to show up before the mega ticket. Uh, mm-hmm. If he does, I plan on stabbing him. But, uh, no, nah, he wasn't there. But I still was armed with a stake because Gangrel was there. And you just never know. But, oh, yeah? Yeah. No, it was a fun show. Uh, top to bottom, I thought it was a good card. Uh, I watched most of it. Yeah, it was a good show. Gangrel's always been cool. Met him years ago. Now, uh, my question to you would be, how did Greg recreate his entrance of coming up in that flame circle? Like, Well, I, I didn't want to tell you, but we jackhammered the building. So hmm. we, we destroyed the building. We made a nice little circle of fire. Cool, cool. Fortunately, uh, Gangrel caught on fire and... Uh, it's a messy situation. I'm surprised the dirt sheets haven't picked up on that yet. But, uh, yeah, it was rough. No, you, uh, you remember that time cool. Taker caught on fire during his pyro that went up his jacket and he ran to the ring? <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> uh, Fuck you, cool. Taker. My, I had very brief interaction with him, said hello to him. Didn't say nothing the whole rest of the day, but right before. Like, you know how Spalding is where you walk out of, like, the kitchen and the, like... That little, you know, right before you walk out the curtain. Yeah. Well, he was standing in the kitchen, and he couldn't really hear the music. So he was like, is this me? Like, no, not yet. And I just walked out of that little, in that hallway, had to fix the curtain. Otherwise, people would have seen Gangrel the second he opened, like, the kitchen door. So I fixed that. His music hit. I said, this is you. And he went, thanks. And that was my interaction with Gangrel. Cool. But uh, I've heard a ton of cool stories about him. He was cool. We met him years ago when Quack was doing those uh, wrestling is shows. I remember he actually, I think he worked in Vegas. In like yeah. Like trios. It was him and, and Alex Castle and Matt Cage. Yeah. He made them into the Daywalkers, if I remember their names correctly. Right. 
Because so we wrestled them win. when they were the Daywalkers for old Rigor, if you'll remember. Global, whatever he called his one show he ran that he had like 10 people on. Yeah, it was a rough night if you were Rigor. Yeah. Um, I still love you, yeah. Rigor. Yeah. He, uh, he's always nice. Um, <laughs> no reason I think Grail took two floor bumps during the match. Uh, it was cool. Yeah. He, uh, Pull out some finger pistols and start shooting on old KC? No. No. There wasn't really much shooting going on. My Wyatt shot pretty nice with a nice forearm to the kid he worked. But that was that was funny. Jesus. <laughs> oh, yeah, how did that go? That was, it was the whole uh, seminar to a match to Wyatt. Say, I, I, I thought that, you know... It was fine. Like, I wish, I'll be honest, I wish more people would have signed up for a seminar. Like, I, I make sure as many people doing the seminars you would like to see when you have a guy in there with the knowledge of Gangrel. Uh, and it makes you a little hesitant some, to do it in the future. Like, oh, well. Well, you know, it may, it's something to maybe wonder. Like, I don't want to say this in a way that makes it sound like I'm burying Gangrel. It's definitely not what I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, he's not a hot indie guy. So it's not like with Gresham, Jonathan Gresham. He's a big indie guy and knows his shit. But, you know, just because Gangrel isn't a, like, New Japan star or a hot indie guy doesn't mean he doesn't know his shit. And, I, you know... I would have liked to have seen more people sign up for that because, I mean, a guy like him, you know, rather you're a fan of that old school style wrestling or not, all those dudes can work. And to me, if you've ever cashed a WWE paycheck, you know, on a consistent basis, not um, fucking Ron Powers that I had a cup of coffee and I, so, but, but, but like, that sounds bad just to randomly bury Brown Powers. It's the first name that popped in my head. Well, all right. If you're Matt Fitchett and you got to wrestle Luke <laughs> Harper one time. No, but even, but even Fitchett went overseas. So even Fitchett can be like, okay, here we go. And I don't give a shit to bury this guy. You're Brandon Espinosa and you've done handful of extra work. Now that doesn't mean you've worked for WWE. It means you've done some extra work. Gangrel had a run and knows what he's talking about, and I'd have liked to have seen more people do that. I really feel like we just took a long way around to bury Ron Powers and Brandon Espinosa just to say more people did us did a Gangrel seminar. Yeah, why are you saying that weird? It's Gangrel, not Gangrel. It's not cool. Quit. Is it Gangrel? Gangrel. Grell. G R E L. Fucking no! I don't even know his name. He's a nobody. <laughs> Who even gives a shit? Nobody listened to him. I'm trying to be nice to Gangrel. Now you're forcing me to bear him. No, really. <laughs> I, I wish I wish more people would have done this seminar. Uh, this, he's a cool guy and knows his shit. So, you know, people missed out and decided not to do it. Um, but I'm looking at you, ACH. <laughs> That's you, by um, the way. No, you know, I, I did come out of retirement as ACH. My booking email is empty. Uh, it is gogoach at gmail.com. <laughs> but, yeah, good show. Uh, what would you say your favorite match of the night was? That I watched? 
Um, Yeath. Oh, uh, probably Cody Lane and Everett Connors. A lot of people seem to like the Jake Parnell Taco match, but I, I didn't see that. I watched the Cody Lane Connors match. It was very good. Yeah, I mean Jake and Paco probably was fucking really excellent, honestly, because you know Jake is phenomenal as well. But Paco's really come into his own. We've said that for a long time, but like he's really figured out who. Like it's always easy to be, or it's always harder to me to be a babyface to find yourself unless you have like a character. But as a heel, it's so much easier to find your rhythm and your flow. I feel. I mean, I drew money as a heel and a face pretty much from jump. Yeah, but, but you're the exclusion to of the that. rule. I can't relate to any of that, but yeah. I'm sure you're right. When Christian Rose talks about one in a million, that's you. The rest of us are I, one of a million. The part, you know, the, the part of that, I don't see, and I didn't tell this story correctly because I didn't want to rub it in people's faces, but when I slapped down those Captain D coupons, and they realized who I was. <laughs> they gave me they gave me that fish for free. But I don't like to rub that in people's faces. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Alright, well good. I'm glad. And hopefully you can find this show uh, up on I doubt the footage ever comes out. Oh. Well hopefully <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> hopefully it does. Hopefully you can find this show somewhere. Um because Greg does have good shows. Like he's you know, they're good shows. He puts on Good workers. Um, but that's not all we're here to talk about today was PWCS from the past weekend. We're also here to really stress home, don't fucking jump the guardrails or touch the wrestlers. Don't fucking do that. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <a> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's weird because to me, now I want to say this is two different things. Like... What happened to Scarlett Bordeaux is unacceptable. Like, Agreed. You, you should never grope. Try to grope a female wrestler, manager, announcer, any uh, ring crew member, like anything like that. Mm -hmm. So this is two different things. Like that's unacceptable. And you know, I don't want to say because I believe people who are trying to go on Twitter and go, "Well, what she was wearing," blah blah blah. I just can't believe those are real people. <laughs> I feel like those are just. I feel like those are just troll accounts yeah. of people trying to get a rise out of people. I don't believe there could really be people that feel that way, but maybe there are. Maybe there are. But yeah, don't don't touch the fucking female performer. Don't touch um, the male performers. Well, don't touch the male performer either. But for me, when I was a heel and I was working, I mean, I wanted someone to hit me or take a swing at me or come over the rail like. I remember always reading about Freddie Blassie getting stabbed all those times. That was my goal for the beginning part of my career. I wanted someone to stab me. I was like, all right, I'll be like, that would be really cool. That's a little extreme, don't you think? Probably, but I mean, I like that kind of heat. I like that kind of emotional investment from the fan that you're that pissed off, that you're that much believing that what you see is 100% real, that you want to put your hands on me. And you want to come over the guardrail at me. Like, I wanted that. And I, I I sometimes feel like, like, okay, let's say if I'm a heel. Okay. And I'm yelling at a fan. Right. And that fan gets fucking pissed off and pushes me. Or throws a water on me. Or their beer even. Or soda, whatever. I wouldn't really give a shit for that fan to not be thrown out. 
I think that was great. I got some good heat. Fuck yeah. I don't really care about that. But now you have a performer on the other end of the spectrum that will go on the social media, but that fan's a piece of shit. I, they should have been banned and removed. Now, I can understand that thought process. I'm just talking about me personally. When I was working, I wouldn't have so much care. I wouldn't even so much care if the fan hit me. They would just be prepared to defend themselves. But wouldn't give a shit if they got thrown out or not. Would you say wrestling now, don't mean that much to you? That well, old, uh... I mean, if they hit me, I'm going to fucking beat them up, fuck them up. Like, that's what I'm going to do in, retaliate, in reaction to that. But if they still want to sit in the seat afterwards, I wouldn't care. I mean, I, I just, I, I, but as a promoter, I guess I think opposite. Like, if you touch the performer at Anarchy, I would have you removed simply because, because it's not right to do. So it is not right to touch a performer in any way. But I'm just saying, as a, on the performer side, when I was working, I didn't so much care if someone did. It wouldn't really bother me. So that's just your long roundabout way of saying the rules don't apply to you. Great. Not to me. I'm not fucking hitting myself. I'm just <laughs> saying if a, fan, if a fan hit me, I didn't. I wouldn't have cared. Like, I it mean, wouldn't have bothered me. I just look at it as, well, fuck, they're really falling for whatever we're doing here. I see what but, you're saying, but I have to disagree just because it sets a, a precedent that, oh, did you see that fucking Ron Powers just as a fan hit Matt Jackson as a, as a oh, I guess now I can do it. So oh, I, well, sure. No, that that's why it's not right to touch the performer. Like It's like a double-edged sword. Like I'm not saying, like, oh, you shouldn't give a shit if a fan hits you. I'm just saying me, just in an incident as me as a performer, as the performer, it wouldn't bother me. But as a promoter, obviously you have to throw that fucking person out because you're right. It's such a standard of, a, of the rest of the people thinking, oh, we can hit the performer. And then you're opening up fucking Pandora's box. <laughs> you're going to have a fucking riot on your hands. Oh, yeah. But I will say this. There's another end of this where people are, like some performers go on social media and like, complain about, like, name-calling things that fans call them. And I don't know, that never bothered me either. Like, I, I've been called every name in the book. I've had, I've been made fun of for various different things about my appearance, <laughs> none of which ever personally offended me. So you're uh, saying you wouldn't have bull someone escort that person to a separate locker room or bully rake and verbally oh, yeah. berate them that was that's ridiculous to me um now i mean if if he's yelling sexually suggestive things at the female talent i mean that's different see to me that's all different uh like if you call a female talent a bitch or something like that now sure i don't think that warrants like you're out of here or you're getting escorted to the back it just depends on what you're saying, I guess, in my opinion. I think the big um, thing was is like he had referenced that one of the girls was dating or had dated Bubba, and that who cares to me? Who gives a fuck about that? Like, yeah, the name calling can go too far and can cross the line of being overly offensive. I agree with that, but you know, we have our policy at Anarchy, and. 
we, we went over it a million times of the, you know, you'll be warned the first time, you'll be thrown out the second time, you'll be banned the third time. Because I don't think every fan that does things like that is a, like, sexist or whatever. Some people just get way too fucking drunk and act like an idiot. Some yeah. people need to just be educated. Yeah. And sadly, some people don't know any better because they were never fucking taught. And that's really sad to think about. But it does exist. And, um, but I think you got to be real careful when you just start banning people for name calling. Depends on what the name is. I mean, really, to me, be. unless it's like a slur or something. Right. So derogatory. Yeah. Like that. Like, like homophobic, but got, I mean, me and you on a weekly basis when we would work, we're called every homophobic slur in the book. Every weekend when we were heel, we yeah. were called homophobic slurs because in the, when we were down, not every Southern Indies this way, so I don't want to make it sound like the whole South is like this. Basically, but if you people, if you've ever been to a Carrie Awful promotion, it's this. <laughs> he doesn't listen. It's fine. Yes, that's definitely not true. But <laughs> some of these and some of these Southern towns, when we would go there, if you were a heel tag team, you were homosexual, and that's just the first fucking thing those fans would go to, and we were called every name in the book. Now, it didn't help that once they they opened that door, we blatantly walked into that fucking house. Like, oh yeah, that's what you think. I think we like oh, sure. rub noses, to make cheek them, kisses. Be, oh yeah. Right. We try to make them feel as uncomfortable as possible for being fucking idiots. But yeah. you know, it's as a performer, you need to have thick skin. Now, like I said, things can go too far. Yes. But you have to have thick skin. And as a fan, if you're gonna say shit to a wrestler, then you better fucking have thick skin. Here's a perfect example: NWL days. There was a fan who would come to the shows and call the wrestlers every fucking name in the book, make fun of them if they were overweight, shit like that. Oh, yeah, he was super mean to me. One day, Wyatt's fucking working a guy over. He's yelling shit at Wyatt. Wyatt yells at him. Sit down, fat boy. Now, this is a guy who has called people every name in the book. Monday morning rolls around. We're on a conference call, and Major tells us how this fan personally sent him an email going on about how deeply offended he was that Wyatt called him that and said, I brought my son and my son's friend to the show, and the whole way home, my son kept saying, Daddy, you're not fat, and it was so humiliating and embarrassing and blah, blah, blah. Now... This guy was angling, trying to get free shit. And the thing is, like, now you call these wrestlers, female and male, every name in the book, and then Wyatt fires back on you with that, and you're sending the company an email about how deeply offended you were. That's the kind of stuff that kind of I don't like. Yeah. Obvious gold digging. I, I yeah, I, I see that. Um, yeah, it's not that that guy didn't have thick skin. He just had, you know, deep pockets that he wanted somebody to, to line him with. 
Oh, yeah, people did that to Major all the time. We'd get emails about shit, like, just the silly shit of people trying to get free stuff. Yeah. Oh, it took too long to get through the line at the door. Like, I should get something for, like, a free T-shirt or something. Like, just all kinds of stupid shit. But, yeah. I mean, I think the moral of this whole thing is don't touch the performers. You know, if you go to a fucking basketball game and you're sitting courtside, you can't just reach out and slap the fuck out of LeBron James. So, you <laughs> have that same mentality going to a wrestling show. I would like to well, see someone try, though. Well, boy, for the Warriors, that's got a year-long suspension and fucking $500,000 fine for pushing a player. No. You want to push me? Push me. I'll cry. I'll fucking drop into a ball and cry like a little bitch. Jesus. Also, don't say anything mean to me either. Because <laughs> yeah, I'm... and I just I, I think I think you have to be careful what you say and not cross that line. And but... that can go both ways. Let's be honest. Right, Sometimes can go for a wrestler, wrestler can say too much. Oh sure. Yeah, I mean. Wrestlers say stupid shit too. It's not a fan, it's not just a fan problem. It's a wrestling problem too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think I think everybody could have a little thicker skin, but I also think common sense would be greatly appreciated. I think the wrestling business would greatly appreciate it if someone would just inject like 500 cc's of common sense into it. Yeah. Should I say perfect. the n word or shouldn't I? <laughs> right. Mm. Like. If everybody just fucking used a little bit more common sense, the business and everybody would just be much better off. Yeah. So that's it. PWCS was pretty damn good. Don't touch the wrestlers and just use common sense. Hope we uh, we gave you enough food to think on. Been? 21 minutes. Oh, perfect. perfect. Yeah. So, uh, guys... In a couple of weeks, it's going to be Circus Maximus. And yeah, I don't I mean we to... record that at the outro. What? Oh, we're going to record an outro now, too? God damn it. All right. I got to go, because we got to record some bullshit outro. Fuck! And I finished chewing, and we're back. <laughs> yeah, are you fucking done? <laughs> yeah, I'm right. hungry, Good all right? God. I flew from California with no Who food. Who gives a shit I don't what care. You Put did. another slice yeah. in your mouth and shut that's up. For the, right. That's for tomorrow's oh. review podcast. No, so there's a couple things I want to get into. First... I know you don't like him, but I want to get into the feud with Gary. Oh, now, we obviously, we're good friends with Gary. We appreciate you coming and doing the podcast, even though you don't like him. And appreciate no. you still coming on here with us and bullshitting. Even though we only had to pay you 50 bucks. But I will say that what's neat about it, from, as like, from a fan perspective, is you don't see many fights going all over the place. And the last two people to really do that from this area were Matt Seidel and Delirious. And I kind of feel like you guys even eclipse them, which is a fucking big deal, because theirs was always just about, you know, who is the better competitor, where your guys is a very personal feud. But it must be pretty cool to get to, like, take that fight all over the country. No, it's it's weird how many people have seen the feud. It's weird to me, especially, like, I go out of, out of the Midwest every once in a while, but... You know, nine times out of ten, I have a show in the Midwest, but to go to, like, New Jersey and people are hearing about it, or go down to Florida and people are hearing about it, it's... People... 
people forget that wrestling's about fighting and at, at the root of it it's about violence right and to know that me and Gary are trying to tear each other's fucking heads off really resonates with people right. and that there's no quit in either of us I don't know that there's a heel or a face I mean, does no, there have to be can there just be two competitors fighting to see who the exactly one? and that's something I feel wrestling's lost and that's why people invest in this feud because really it's the only feud that's been going on consecutively that hasn't had a swerve, had a change, insulted anybody's intelligence because we've been fighting the whole time. And, you know, it's really hard to like somebody whenever they rip a fucking hook out of your face. All right. Really? Uh, when did that happen? Uh, oh, uh, let me tell you about uh, like, <laughs> And it's hit, like, a lot of um, of the major promotions. I mean, you've done that match. You fought Gary and Evolve. You fought him in CZW. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it's just going around, like, mom and pop indies like it's hit a lot of major things and the main event of the show wrestlemania weekend which was which was neat for us as a company because here we are based in like st louis and able to have like a main event on a show wrestlemania weekend yeah. and that that was really neat for for and us as a brand there were a lot of people trying to lay claim to that match but oh, really it was right. st louis anarchy it was like when anarchy went out um the feud started to take off a couple months after that because Gary started challenging me for the zero one one heavyweight title. So right. it was almost like anarchy without anarchy. Right. And the, the, well, and the thing is, yeah. and I like zero one. I'm not here to shit on zero one. And I'm, I am. I'm certainly Fuck not. You. I would hope not. I hold two of them. Right. And I'm certainly, <laughs> I'm certainly, I'm certainly not going to like try to get you to shit on zero one. But I can say this. But what do you think of the owner? In the <laughs> no, no, he keeps telling registered. me I need a fucking tan. Well, well, I'm, what I'm saying though is. Like, I don't know. I don't care how it comes out. And I like Dave. So I hope he don't, like, take this bad. But Is let's okay? not pretend that Gary was ever booked no, at 0-1. So it's like Gary, by challenging you on starting that online, is how he got booked at zero one. Yeah. So it's not like this... Like, this feud starts as any other wrestling feud, but becomes very personal when he fucking almost rips your fucking lip out legitimately. Yep. But this wasn't like a guy going... I want these two guys to fight for this belt. This was, oh, this guy's blowing up our Twitter online and is really getting traction. Let's do this match. And then it becomes very personal for real because of the fucking yeah. turnbuckle hook. So like, even as Anarchy, we never tried to like lay claim to it. Or at least I never did. I was told, hey, uh, we're putting on this thing, WrestleMania weekend. Everybody gets to send the match. Uh, what what do you want to send? I go, well, we're going to send uh, Gary and Jake. That's like the biggest fight going on, so let's send that. And then they made the choice to make it main event. Yeah, but, that, and they didn't even consult you right away, did they? Oh, uh, no. I knew, uh, I think I might have known, I'm trying to think if I even, I think I knew the day they announced it, maybe. I didn't know until they announced it. Nobody yeah. tells me No, I, di- I didn't know until I was literally... I just got done strangling Gary with an electrical cord. I was walking to the back. Um, Dylan came out. Dylan Hales. He he announced it, and I was like, "Oh, I guess we're fucking doing that." Now I got to hit him again. Um, <laughs> Dylan Hales, of course. Yeah, Dylan, of course. You piece of shit. No. Um, so as far as the zero one thing goes, I told them, I was like, "Let's fucking do this match," and it took a little bit of doing for me to even do it. And then the first 
we didn't even have the first match at zero one. It was for the junior heavyweight title, and it was at a show in Tennessee that shut down like immediately. It was so good. <laughs> it was, we were like, we can't top this. Yep, we're done. Shut it down. <laughs> but, but me and Gary had the match there, and then Dave asked me, he's like, how to go? I'm like, man, it was good. You need to fucking do this because people in our area want to see it. And right. I was like, I guarantee people from St. Louis will come. Yep. And so he booked it, and it was the main event. And I don't know what else was on the card, but the St. Louis fans showed up, Mattoon fans showed up, and, and certain people that were through Central Illinois that had been seeing me and Gary go back and forth on Twitter about it showed up, and it just packed the house. Um, it went to a draw, and then instantly after the bell rang, Dave ran up to the ring, and he's like, hey, I want to give you guys five more minutes. And I was like, no, we'll settle this a different day. And so we just kind of, me and Gary just had a, had a mean mug contest. He left the ring and I realized, boy, this is a, you know, oh. this is a real ass kicking contest. How right. fucking dare you tell the promoter no. Well, and like. I the, do what the, I want. The, I'm the, the war horse. The thing war is. Horse. Watch this. I'll eat your pizza too. No. The thing is too, like, and again, I'm not, I mean, I can say what I want. This is, I I'm sure the promoter. Oh, I, I just don't care about heat. But like. Yeah, gang, gang. What I don't. And Gary would never say this, but I can say it. Like, yeah, get him it, not booked it, somewhere. Good well, you know, he barely gets booked at zero one anyway, and that kind of bothers me. He's because it's tomorrow. like tomorrow. I mean, he probably won't be back for another year, and it's like I just don't understand things like that. I, I guess that's all I'll say about it. Like, I, I feel like so. So, so that bothers me too because I try to talk to them about bringing in different people, especially because they're on power bomb. So right. they actually have. They have people watching their product, and they're only using certain people. And I try to put over so many people, but... Well, and I get it as a person that books a show. Like, you can't get on everybody. You can't even get on everybody that's good. So I get it. But... You gotta I make mean, room for but, the meat but, of the but, world. But, like, someone like Gary, whether you like him or not, is... I don't. One of the top fucking four guys in this area. And transitions in every... Like... Gary will go tear the house down at Logan Square on Sunday and probably never see AAW and probably won't be back in freelance for God knows how long. And like, and these aren't companies I dislike. It's just me looking at things oh, and going and going. I don't know, man. Sir, like you and Gary, in my opinion, should either be on every freelance show or every fucking AAW show. And I don't under like there are just certain guys that you make room for. You can't do that with everybody. It's impossible. But there, I will say there are some guys you should, and that, that's just my opinion. No, your and your opinion definitely holds weight. But I, I do like the every once in a while when I do get to freelance, and I just enjoy that that crowd of people knows who I am, and, and they're like excited to see me. Right. It's like okay, this is cool. I wouldn't mind doing like once every three months or something right. if it, if it was up to me. But it's right. it's not. It's up to you know the booking schedule and how many people. He right. already had, but right before again, you can't get everybody on every show. It's just exactly sometimes it sucks. But a rotation to see. doesn't hurt. You can. I was on a show with fucking eighty people on <laughs> once. You can. It just sucks. And why? Yeah. Boy, <laughs> all right. We're not here to talk about mid south. <laughs> Calm down. No, this was in New Jersey. I drove fucking twelve hours for the head. Uh, <laughs> Gary was on a show recently and sent me a text. that just said match ten of like. 12 or something I was like ugh or no it was like match 11 of 13 and I was like, we were on a show with like 80 people the fucking Beyond Tag Tournament show had like every fucking buddy and, and then their yep. partner yep I uh, 
I used to double shot Strictly Insane because of that. Because yeah. Mid-South would be running on Saturdays and Strictly would be running on Saturdays. And so I'd do Mid-South, drive, gain an hour on the way back, and fucking still wouldn't go on until goddamn midnight. Jesus Main Christ. event. <laughs> Making towns, yeah, bro. Double that. shot. Hell yeah. Same day. Road Warrior one, War Horse. One time I fucking did five shows in two days. Uh, it was insane. That seems fair. I don't know why the fuck I was doing that back then, but I Cause mean, because you can, because I could, and I was real worried about after the Viking War party just like fading off and being a, a nothing. Yeah, go I'm back still to being a magician. About that. yeah. yeah, that's why. That's why. I fucking I think you <laughs> move past that. No, I'm. Just, if, <laughs> if I don't have that in my head, I won't try as hard. So I still think everybody could forget about me tomorrow. So well, that's, that's a good I mindset try. to have, and I think that you. I think that that's what separates you from a lot of people because uh, let's talk about creativity because you're fucking creative. You literally, if you imagine it, you can bring it to a realm of fucking reality. Uh, you talked uh, backstage. You've made a fucking promo wall, and yeah. you showed me let pictures. Me, let of me it. show you so that way they can get you oh. a genuine reaction. Like, I, uh, because like, I also agree with them. I think you're very creative. And Time Magazine actually named me 13th most creative. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's a full wall too. That's it's like a, a close up a, of it. Like, you can't see it. We're not going to put any pictures. Yeah, up none of your fucking business. Yeah, you buy a five dollar promo coming yeah. soon, and then you can see it in that's the background of that five dollar promo yeah. you did. Which is another great thing. Like that's a good like marketing thing. Like to you know, it's, it's not expensive. Like, you know, most people can spare five bucks, and then you. And you deliver on all the promos. It's I such a good marketing thing. And it, it keeps me sharpened up on promos, and I try to make each one different. Yeah. I think I've only had two in the maybe 80 that I've done that I, I felt the same as far as, like, cutting them. I was like, oh, my What's God. What's the, uh, not weirdest, but maybe the most... Uh, unique. Unique one, yeah. I did one about Tinder dating. <laughs> I did one saying that I was going to fight uh, irritable bowel syndrome. <laughs> I did one for promoting a show in Mexico, which was weird. I wasn't on the show. <laughs> I was paid to do their English advertising. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, there was one where I was paid to dump on McDonald's and say Wendy's was better. And then there was <laughs> some, someone who paid me to do the opposite and say that everybody that bought the first promo was wrong <laughs> and stupid. And then I had uh, my car broke down on the way to Chattanooga, Tennessee, so I had to rent a U-Haul and a tow bar to get my car home. Well, I was driving, and I was like, boy, what? I wish I had that app that you could fucking pick something up in Nashville and drop it off in St. Louis. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Those TV shows where mm-hmm. they just sit there and they bid on stuff. Right. I was like, man, what if I, because I just have all this empty space, what if I just cut promos in there? Nobody's going to buy that. Wait a minute. I could probably pay for at least gas if I do that. And I ended up making fucking $500 that night because people were willing to donate. And I had the cops called. Yeah, I seen I, you post yeah, I was in a Casey's parking lot, and I'm screaming <laughs> in the back of this promo. And I'm like, and I will fight until I breathe my last breath. Cop car pulls up. <laughs> I'm like, hey, is there a problem, officer? And he goes, yeah, you can't be doing this. <laughs> and he was really nice about it. And he was like... 
I thought when they said person on a U-Haul screaming, I thought you were going to be on top of the U-Haul screaming at the Casey's <laughs> gas station. I'm like, I'm sorry, you had to think that. But that's a practicality in your fucking head. Well, did you explain to him, like, hey, oh, I'm a yeah, wrestler and I'm he, making some money to try to pay for this U-Haul? Yeah, he loved the idea and he ran my license because he was like, okay, in case you ever get famous, I can say I ran your license. So they ran my fucking license. Oh, I'm sure license. that's why. Yeah, the only reason. Yeah, not to That's what me. he told me. And he was really nice. And that's cool. I still kick my Myself in the ass for not getting a selfie with him because he was just he, like he would have. Oh, yeah. wow. He was just real nice. We bullshitted for like six or seven minutes. He left. I drove over to a bank parking lot, finished out the promos, announced a pregnancy. I announced <laughs> a woman's pregnancy to her friends. That was amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's probably the coolest one then to me because yeah, that's just so out of the realm it, of pro wrestling, even. It isn't, it isn't, but it is. It was just uh-huh. fucking great. It, it was just nice to see what people. I hope that lady hires you for the gender reveal. I hope so too. You know, two parter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that extra five ski, brother. <laughs> no, I've uh, I had to up my thing for other promotions. So if you, if you run a promotion, you want me to do a rundown of your show, it's twenty. Yeah, but that's, that's because fair. it fucking takes me forever, especially if I don't know people on the show. It takes me forever to remember all the goddamn yeah. names and yeah. stipulations and location well and, and too like as more and more people do it you almost have to up the price i mean you do have mm-hmm. a life like you can't sit there forever and cut yes i can Twenty five thousand. you're not the boss of me. <laughs> i made a fucking wall <laughs> no that that whole thing was paid for by promos that whole wall thing i just showed you the fucking wow. uh, guitar project that i'm working on that they'll see and Basically, I have a bunch of shit that I laid out, and I'm like, I need to get this done. And I read a couple like motivational books by Gene Simmons, weirdly enough. But I laid it all out, and by the time Circus, Mac- Circus Maximus gets here, I'll be ready to pull the trigger, and everything's gonna like fall into place. So that's my that's plan. Awesome. Yeah. And I think it's neat too, because like we see that like now that we've launched this Patreon, like. The fan base, like, if you put out quality content, like, they will support it, and they'll support it to, like, no end, and that's, uh... Awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. So, like, to make that much money cutting promos to pay for all that shit, mm-hmm. like, that, that, um, that goes to show the reach, and, like, that's fucking great shit there. How many of them are personal that you only release to the person themselves, or, or uh, are they all just public? I'd say maybe one out of ten. Okay. Um, and that's... And half of those, uh, it's just the person just didn't release it. I don't. I don't release the promos myself. I let them do it. Because, okay. Because it's their property. It's up to them what they want to do with it. That's fair. And you know, sometimes they want to surprise their friends with it, and I'm yelling at somebody's friend and, and calling <laughs> call a little little uh, little baby dork ass or something like that. And they love that. I put that on a shirt, but I right now, it. right now they they shut down the website. Um, they're working on bringing it back, so hopefully in the next few weeks, everybody can get their baby dork ass merch, <laughs> get their fix. That's awesome. I cut promos while I was on vacation. Oh, I, I literally yeah. stopped. You get any heat from the office? No, I told her I was like, "Look, just give me an hour. I'll go knock all these out." I cut, I cut one for Journey. You saw it? Oh, okay. Yeah, I did yeah. the rundown for Journey. Somebody sent me money to do that. I did. One of the guys here tonight, he uh, he wants to be a wrestler, and he's like, I think he's he's doing one of the local shows around here, but it's not it's not Dynamo, it's like a step below. RCW maybe something like that. But he's doing those, and he's like, hey, I just 
you know, give me some motivation. What do you What do you think? Put that shit fed in motion. Well, that was another thing I told him. I'm like, just get your training and then just be yourself and have a personality. Because there's too many fucking moves in wrestling. There's not enough personality. I, when we talk about that all the time, like, well, tonight we've seen like Shire have a big moment, which we'll talk about in the uh, um, review podcast. But to which me, will come out before. Well, he just that, fell right? in some ketchup. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Smacked a ketchup packet or two on his head. <laughs> That's actually what we have under the uh, the ring. It's just yeah, ketchup packets. Yeah, Lots I mean, I'm gonna take this pizza out there and get some extra tomato sauce on it. <laughs> just douse myself yeah. in it. No, whenever the the turnbuckle thing happened, I would I wish I had a dollar for every person that said it was fucking fake. Ugh. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah fuck like, like. Jesus Christ! I don't see. I, I I I've seen a lot of shit in my day, <laughs> and that was pretty fucking gruesome. Like, yeah, I remember I watched it. I was like, Jesus Christ. We uh went to the hospital and. Mind you, my mouth is still hanging open. Yeah, flapping and, in the and air. The nurse walks in and she goes, "What seems to be the problem?" And I go, "Well, I lost my smile." <laughs> <laughs> at least she probably. Well, at least she have. She didn't get the humor. fucking joke, so oh, I was mad. We get it though that late. <laughs> yeah, we'll go back there, jumper. Yeah, fuck right. you, nurse ratchet. Yeah, ha. Fucking nerd. So we got about two minutes left. As long as we want. You don't know, where, Jake. Where can uh, people yeah. buy these promos from you? Uh, horsepower promos at yahoo.com. Oh, and yeah. I put the name. Uh, it'll it'll just say horse dick <laughs> if, if in the name instead of Jake Parnell. <laughs> oh, that's, I didn't that's realize anybody could see it. Yeah, they could see so, it. No. It'll come up, you just sent horse dick it just five says dollars. horse dick now. Hey, Scott, why did you send horse yeah. dick? No, Ruining marriages all work. over. I, it didn't work because I sent myself an email from it and it still says well, horse that, dick. Well, that happened. Like I uh, had my <laughs> Xbox gamer tag. And just I was like, oh, this will be funny. I made the name Big Daddy Beef and made the fucking guy just look ridiculous. And then finally, I'm like, all right, this is like 10 years later. I need to switch this shit. It won't let me switch it. They want to charge me 20 bucks to change it. I go, well, fuck it. I'm just going to keep it. You're Big Daddy. Big Daddy Beef. Beef. For a lot. So then I went like, we babysit the kids. I'm like, who's Big Daddy Beef? Shut the fuck (laughs) up. (laughs) (laughs) Who's Big Daddy Beef? Who do you think? Don't you talk to Big Daddy Beef like that. (laughs) Who are you to question Big Daddy Beef? (laughs) Big Daddy Beef. I get so many things. Yeah. So, a lot of people might be annoyed because we didn't ask the standard five questions. What are the standard five? How would you find out about wrestling? Where would you train? What did you I get your start there? I wrestling by watching it. Yeah, who cares? I trained over there. Yeah. What right. are the other three? I don't know. I'll here's do my... them. We got fucking 20 seconds. Uh, right, here's my question. What keeps you in wrestling? I love it. Okay. I can't imagine myself doing anything else. Like Not I have... even ballet? No. Because I had a run My toes hurt. Yeah, you had a running ballet. Yeah, a quick Hot run. Fucking quick cup of coffee. Quick he was the nutcracker. I, uh... Hello. Who that? Coming in to interrupt. Oh, it's is... fucking. Oh. Of course, it's Kenway. Is the ring oh. down? Yeah, ring's down. I'm just heading. Ring's down. Put oh, it cool. back up. You need to practice. See you later, man. Thank you. All right, <laughs> we're, we're saying goodbye. Sorry, it's sorry. wrestling Bye, tradition. You're fine. There You're you fine. go, and that's the only time Kenway will now be on the pod. <laughs> yeah, live it up, kid. Fuck out. Come <laughs> Get out of here, you fucking bird. Okay, All right, what was the question? What keeps you in wrestling? <laughs> I mean, I have other projects that I work on and that I don't know I'm motivated to do. Like I have an invention that I'm trying to fucking patent. 
and it's really good. I'm not gonna talk about it on here. So talk about it off. Steal it. Yeah. Yeah, but I need to patent that shit. I need to like trademark the Warhorse logo. I have a whole fucking list of stuff I made that I need to do and. Go on Shark Tank, brother. I'm going to. Well, I gotta get the patent first, otherwise they're just gonna steal my shit. <laughs> they would. They're they sharks. Would. They would. They're sharks. Whole point of the show. I'm not even good at swimming. They'll eat you're you. You're a horse. Of course you're not. They'll eat you. I'm just, I just, you have no hands to cut the water. I got these hooves. All right. Well, that's a good wrap-up point. Yeah. Good wrap-up. Is it? Yeah. Is that all you got? Yeah. All right. What, what do you want to promote? Big Daddy Beef. Big Daddy Beef. Big Daddy Start Beef. Start me a sausage business. <laughs> a sausage. Uh, you can find me at JP Warhorse on Twitter and Instagram, and then just like my page on Facebook, Warhorse Jake Parnell. Fuck yeah. Uh, yeah. Is that... Yeah. Yeah. You can't buy my t-shirts. Hopefully, uh, if you're listening to this late, you can get my shirts uh, from fullygimmick.com. But as of right now, the site's down because they're having a health scare. But it's not that scary, and I think they're going to do well and pull through. Have they, have they bought a promo? They Not to announce to their family, but yeah. they have. They have. I had to announce for uh, their punk pro show. Really? I had to do a rundown for the show, yeah. Huh. Oh, yeah. I've done too many fucking weird promos, man. In my gym of stuff, I made everything out of wood. My whole gym could go up in flames at any minute. Right. The electric- horse was burned alive. Yeah. In his shitty gym, made of toothpicks and popsicles. He'll be at Circus Maximus. He'll be here rising from the ashes, half a face. Yeah, yeah, I'll wrap it up. Cool. Um... <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I just want to say, like, I think Jake's one of the most, like, fucking unique and creative people. All right, fuck you. You're great. (laughs) I'm going to try to get some goddamn sleep. Oh, get some goddamn wings and shit. We're still talking. Yeah, shut the fuck up. All right, thanks, guys. Uh, This has been Jake Parnell. I'm Jake, and you're big dad. I'm tired. I'm fucking tired. I'm tired. I'm dad. Oh, God, what a great talk that was. And what, honestly, I can still remember the taste of that pizza in my mouth. Yum. But we're here to talk to you today about Circus Maximus. And if you've got a little bit of time, please lend us your ears. Yep, Circus Maximus tickets on sale now. CM19.BPT.me. Uh, front row is gone. $15 GA is all that remains. Uh, we are 20 tickets away from my July 1st goal, so I don't know if we're going to hit that. Uh, okay. But tickets are moving fast. so Is there a pre-party? One up. Uh, yeah, there's always a pre-party. Ooh, what is it? There will be there'll be a scramble match. Cool. There will be Everett Connors reading your fortune. It'll be fun. Yes! Uh, and I'll be there also, for the first time in a long time. Yeah, I'd be happy. But yeah, well, one year since we've been back, and you're finally uh, returning. Yep. Um, if you haven't, you should check out our Patreon account, patreon.com slash anarchystl. We have tiers that start at $2, but if starting at $5, you actually get extra content. Everything from you know bonus podcasts, the tickets, the free pre-event party, all those good things. And uh, if you can, I don't know if you've if watched it, but we've done a sit-down with Jake Parnell and Jeremy Wyatt that's on our YouTube channel. Uh, yeah, the YouTube page, we're going to... We're going to revamp uh, it, bring it back. 
Yeah, we're going to relaunch it. Like we're actually, we haven't started promoting this yet, but I will here in the next, I don't know, a couple of weeks. But uh, we're going to film like a backstage access type deal to Circus Maximus, which pretty much what that'll be is Tommy will be recording most of that day. And we will edit it down and you'll have like a neat little backstage access. And we're going to relaunch our YouTube page. Uh, the YouTube page is mostly going to be used for wrestler documentaries, backstage promos, highlight reels, things of that nature. But we've neglected that YouTube page for a long time. So I don't know. We're going to start. It's going to be a work in progress. We've got a lot of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. But we are going to start trying to focus a little bit more on the YouTube page. So there you go. Guys, we'll see you. July 19th. Stickers. Dear God. Oh. Wait a minute. We have stickers coming. Uh, those will be going up for pre-sale soon. Only five bucks. That'll happen here. Hopefully soon. Hopefully hopefully by the end of this week, but we will see. Yep. It's okay. Now can I can I, can I I go home? I'm trying to think if there's anything else I want to talk about on here. Jesus. We don't know what next is. Uh, in two weeks, we have no idea what we're going to do because that is not recorded yet. Yeah, we'll have to figure something out. So, and we we're, we're out of friends right now to talk to. Yeah, my God. might have to dust off Gary for an interview. Oh, <laughs> damn it! Why didn't you talk to? Why didn't you talk with anybody at PWCS? Should have gotten Gangreal. I was. I was going to talk with. Uh, actually, I was going to talk with Wyatt, but I was producing that sit down face to face, and that took a while. So. What about Gangrene? You should have talked with him. Oh, sure. Hey, sir, would you mind sitting down? I don't know you at all and doing our podcast. I'm sure he would have loved it. Uh, yep. Yeah. All right. We'll figure something out, obviously, in two weeks. And then next week, Patreon gets an exclusive podcast. I don't know what yeah, that's so going to be either. Hear, if you want to hear that, click go to patreon.com slash anarchystl. Sign up. At the $10 level. Because at $5, you generally get show reviews. $10 levels, you get show reviews and the bonus second podcast, which is, honestly, a lot of it, so far, a lot of it's been, like, us talking backstage stuff of Anarchy, like, what goes into booking thoughts, how cards are made, like, all of that, so, if you're interested in that. money I steal out of the company to get my hair permed. Yeah, which doesn't look like it's permed at all, so, I mean, you're stealing a lot, because it, it looks not like it's permed. Well, I'm hoping this Circus Maximus draw pops big so I can get me a perm. All right, big worm, calm down. All right. Let me bedazzle some of my clothes. Jesus. Uh, All right, guys, we'll see you at Circus Maximus, July 19th, Friday.